Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Vampire Diaries Diaries, your weekly recap and judgment session um, about the deaths, spells, and outrageous shame spirals from Teens in Mystic Falls, Virginia. Um, my name is Beth, and I am joined by my esteemed co-host, Claire, and we are recapping the episode Masquerade. And is this season two, episode six? I think it's seven. Seven. Yeah. We're moving right along. We are. Although, if you think about it, we're only seven episodes into the season and so many fucking things have happened. Yes. Especially in this episode. Like, I couldn't even keep up. Like, even before this episode, it felt like we knew Mason for a long time, but he's already dead. Yeah. How many episodes was he even on? Like, three? Three. Maybe four or five. He lasted longer than Brooke and Darren. True. (laughs) R.I.P. Oh boy, yeah. So this one was a roller coaster ride of emotion. Yeah. And the opening kind of confused me a little bit because it starts with Caroline, like, sitting at the Salvatore boarding house and Damon's giving her a stiff drink and she's, like, her hands are shaking. Yeah. Like, did I forget something? Did we miss a scene? I know, but then they did, like, a weird flashback thing and I was worried that this was going to be. a whole episode of like recent flashbacks. You know how sitcoms do that. Yeah, sometimes? like How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, time. yeah. But luckily, I don't it wasn't that would really work for this show. No, it would be so fucking weird. They were just trying something new for the cold open. Mm-hmm. So pretty much, Caroline is there with Damon and Stefan, and she's telling them about an activity that she did earlier today when she went to the Mystic Grill to pretty much spy on Matt. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say that if I was in her position, I wouldn't want to spy on my teenage ex, mm-hmm. but not if it was Matt. Yeah, but we have to remember the Mystic Girl is literally the only hangout and business in town, so yeah. there's not I guess a lot what of else other is places she gonna to do? go. Yeah. Was Mario Kart even, like, cool at that point? Mario Kart is always cool. True. I think I mean, it was. It's always cool to me, but to someone like Caroline, maybe not. Yeah, True. I want to share a fun fact here. It's a little early for random personal stories. No, it's the perfect time. We're only two minutes in. But speaking of Mario Kart, um, any of you people out there on Tinder, (laughs) if you want a cute way to get people interested, you can say on your profile, I really like to Mario Kart and chill. Oh, I like it. That's good. Is that what yours says? It did for a time. Uh-huh. And then I actually did Mario Kart and chill. Oh. And now I feel that I don't need to do that anymore. Oh, okay. Been there, done that. Yeah, I checked that one off my list. Now my Tinder profile asks a question of any gentleman perusing at what they think I should name my band. Uh, the two options are Yoshi Valley and the Four Seasons <laughs> and Wario Speedwagon. Oh, what's the front runner so far? Wario Speedwagon. Yeah, I, I would imagine. I really like that one. Yeah. So anyway, enough about my Tinder life. Oh, I want to hear more. We should I'm have a whole podcast I'm making it sound a lot more exciting it. than it is. I haven't been on a Tinder date since like February. That's okay. One Tinder date in February is better than none. If I guess you say so. <laughs> I don't know. Another fun fact: last time that I was supposed to have a date with a Tinder gentleman, he stood me up. Oh my god! What a dick! Yeah, it was really disappointing because 
in his main profile photo, he was dressed as Han Solo. Oh. And Han Solo is my ideal man. I know. Uh, he doesn't know what he missed. Yeah. Asshole. Yeah. Also, so, he's a dick, so maybe it's good that he didn't show up because he would have just found it out later. Yeah. What a Jeremy Gilbert. Ah, uh, total. <laughs> That's my preemptive Jeremy impression for this episode. All right. So, the Aries. Yes. Um, so Caroline's recounting her events from earlier in the day. She went to the Mystic Grill to spy on Matt. And he's like, hey, what do you want? A table or something? And she's like, no, actually, I just came to use the little girl's room. And then she ran to the bathroom and she was telling Stefan and Damon, like, I had to pretend that I had to go to the bathroom. And who was in there? She thought it was Elena for a hot second, but it was actually Catherine. That lady is everywhere. Well, she pretended she thought it was Elena oh, so did that she... she could make a quick escape. Oh. But she clocked the curly hair and tried to zoom away. But unfortunately, Catherine was too quick for her. Ugh. And she even says, what gave it away? Was it the hair? I know. So she's catching on. Yes, that was really funny. I feel like the writers are self-aware that the only difference between Elena and Catherine is the fact that their hair is always different. <laughs> And Catherine dresses a little more hip than Elena does. True. Elena goes for, like, sensible separates and kind of a sporty look. Uh-huh. Whereas Catherine goes for femme fatale, like, yes. all black. Very posh. Sometimes leather, often gaudy ensembles. <laughs> oh, I think she tells Catherine that she needs to give Stefan and Damon another message. She tells Caroline. Uh, what I say? Catherine. I said that she told herself. I've made that mistake. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Okay, so she tells Catherine to give Stefan and Damon... Caroline. Oh my god, what is wrong with me? Oh, please edit this out. All of our fans think that I'm like... I feel like I have to edit out like four of the six minutes that we've recorded so far. No, the Tinder stuff is good. The fact that I have a podcast about something that I don't even know the names of the characters is an issue. So she tells Caroline. I can't even continue. She has a message for Stefan that they need to give her the moonstone at the masquerade tonight. Yes. And that is what they were all setting up for last week. And we eventually in this episode get the answer to the question of what the masquerade has to do with charity. (laughs) It's a benefit for homeless people. Yes. And A of all... That doesn't make any sense. Be involved. There are no homeless people in Mystic Falls. Uh, and fake Mayor Lockwood has the best line of the episode when she talks about it later. Oh, I don't remember what that was. Oh, don't worry. I wrote it down. I'll tell you. I'll tell the people. Okay. I can't wait. So after Caroline gives Ooh. this information to Stefan and Damon, Damon's like, Catherine's not getting dick. And he says it very aggressive. And I feel like Catherine's always getting dick. But yeah. later in this episode, I begin to question if maybe she's not getting dick. Oh. But we'll get to that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so then Damon is like, I'm going to kill her tonight. And Stefan says, no, you're not, because I'm going to kill her. <gasps> and then we get the open. Yeah. It's like, is this whole episode just going to be... It's like a battle episode where they just stand in the room arguing over who gets to kill Catherine. Like that one (laughs) How I Met Your Mother episode where they argue over who gets to slap Barney. Yes. 
I feel like VD Diaries couldn't pull it off. Probably not. Oh, wait. Our podcast is VD Diaries. This is just yes. V Diaries. Um, I guess it would be harder to pull off in an hour-long show than a half-hour sitcom. I know. It would be so boring. <laughs> or maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. I don't think they ever did a bottle episode on this show, but I haven't watched the middle seasons more than once. So. It seems like maybe that's something that they could have done from what I understand the middle seasons go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we come back from the title card and we're at the Gilbert house and Aunt Jenna is coming home from the hospital. Yay! And she's limping, being supported for some reason by Matt. What the Who actual fuck? I know, girl, you don't even go here. <laughs> it's like, he and Elena don't really even hang out anymore. Yeah. It's really random. And I guess Alaric is there, but he's not really taking the lead here. No, he's, like, letting Matt, like, carry her in, and it's just so weird. And we find out that the explanation they've given Aunt Jenna for what happened to her is that she walked into a knife. Yeah. And, like, that's not possible, because she would, her stomach would just scoot the knife along the counter. You could have been, like, you fell on a knife... Like, you were holding a knife and you tripped. That would have made yeah. slightly more sense. Or you ran into a knife, because if you walk into anything, even a knife, it's not going to impale you. Or a monkey came in and stabbed you. It, that's a more likely story. Especially with all of the animal-related injuries in Mystic Falls. Yeah. But she's all embarrassed about it. Like, what a damn, dumbass I am to walk into this knife. Who does that? And everybody's like, oh, it's totally common. Everybody walks into knives, I swear. Yeah, Matt is like, oh, I do it at the Mystic Grill all the time. And he's not even in on the secret. Like, he thinks she literally walked into a knife. Oh, you're So he's just trying right. to be nice. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> so Jeremy has a really fucking awkward line in this scene. So mm-hmm. Aunt Jenna's walking in, escorted by Matt and... Um, Jeremy is like, be careful now. You don't want to rip out all your stitches and pass out and die. Hemorrhage and die. Hemorrhage and die. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was weird and insensitive. It was. I don't know what he was going for there. He just tries to be annoying as fuck. And he continues that in a conversation with Elena where he's like, you're not really going to let Catherine get away with all of this, are you? I'm a big, tough man, and I want to punish her. I know. Why did Jeremy become a man, like, in this episode? He had his bar mitzvah last week. Did you not remember? (laughs) Now there's an episode I'd love to see. Jeremy's bar mitzvah. Oh, God, that's an episode I don't want to see. (laughs) I want to see it just so we could recap. Ah, good call. We make sacrifices for the people. We do. But Elena's like, listen, I don't want anybody else to get hurt. We gotta just let this one go. She wins. End of story. Stefan and I are split up. And you can shut up now. And he says something. What does he say here? He says something like, that's really naive of you, yeah. Elena. And oh, my God. he storms out. Aunt Jenna just got back from the hospital. And he's like, I'm going to go out now. Little punk. I know. Stay with your aunt. She's healing from a stab wound. (laughs) Self inflicted. (laughs) But he just really wants to um, join the Catherine Hit Squad, of course. Yes. But before we check in on that, we see Catherine 
in her swanky dwelling that she's inhabiting right now and there's it was like slinky. this random old lady carrying a bunch of shopping bags for her I'm like is this the person who owns this apartment and she's just using her like the tomb vampires did with what's her name that's the vibe that i got yeah i was worried that she was just like feeding on her something and it would have been yeah. so sad i think she was more just like a lady butler yeah of like a fancy b&b or something yeah and so <laughs> Catherine apparently has gone clothes shopping and kept the hangers as you pointed out. <laughs> and also put clothes in her purse because she just pulls out a whole dress on a hanger yeah. from her purse. I'm assuming she didn't pay for anything. Oh, yeah. She that's might a good have point. eaten a shop girl or two. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. And then a brand new character comes in and is like, hey, girl, you know, I love you, girl. Other urban quote unquote slang. Yeah. Because guess what? She's black. I know. That continues through this episode. It does, and, and it's, it's very uncomfortable. uncomfortable. It's very obviously written by white people. Yeah. But also, she reveals in this scene that she is a witch. Yay! And this reminds me, I've mentioned before, that Price Peterson's recaps of the Vampire Diaries are the funniest shit ever. He has this graphic that he made. I don't remember if it was in this episode or a later episode, but... It's just like a picture of the Vampire Diaries cast and it has the caption, black people are witches. <laughs> yes. Why can only, why do they only have black characters be witches? It's so weird. And there's almost no other black characters who aren't witches. I think the only one was Contour. Oh, Contour. And he met his fate so soon. He did. So that's a kind of problematic aspect. Vampire Diaries is a great show. It doesn't do great on race. Or uh, sexuality, other no. than heterosexuality. And even heterosexuality has many problematic aspects in yes. the relationships on this show. So It's a problematic Your fave. fave is problematic. Yes. Everybody's fave is problematic. There we go. But if we stopped consuming all media that was problematic, we'd be sitting around staring at our feet. We would. And those would probably be problematic somehow. <laughs> if, we, if I look at my feet long enough, they become problematic. I don't know. My feet have been problematic. I went through a very violent phase in like seventh grade where I would just kick people in the shins. Oh no, that sounds really <laughs> tough. And I kicked one of my friends in the shins for, I don't even remember why, it was like playful. And she got like a scab and her mom threatened me. She was like... <laughs> With this, like, creepy smile on her face, she's like, if you ever kick my daughter again, I'll make sure you get expelled. Oh, my God. She was, like, super religious. And I was like, well, I mean, it was kind of fucked up that I kicked her daughter in the shins. (laughs) Yeah, that's a given. But you don't threaten a child. I was 12 at the time. 12 is so young. And if I had been a boy... I'm just saying, nobody would have said shit to me. No. They would have been like, oh, you have a crush on whoever. boys will be boys. Yeah. Anyway. The worst thing in society is when people tell little girls that guys who are picking on them or boys who are mean to them have a crush on them. That is, like, so, so fucked up. Just getting them prepared for a future abusive relationship. It is. Wow, we started Wire Men early. We did. <laughs> this And it all started with me kicking people. <laughs> you can make anything about men being terrible. If you, you can. Try hard well, because it permeates so many aspects of our lives. Yeah. 
So anyway, this new black witch is named Lucy. <laughs> Lucy, I love you, girl. Ooh, spoilers. Sorry, I know. So, we can edit that out. Lucy is apparently buddies with Catherine because she says, I love you, girl. And she's apparently in town doing some kind of task for Catherine, which yes. can't be good. No, you're right. I don't love her. <laughs> so Elena is starting to get ready for the masquerade. And she's straightening her hair so you that she... Catherine? Can... <laughs> oh my God, please. <laughs> Oh. Okay, here's the scoop. It's Thursday. We usually do this on the weekends. So yes. We both had full days of work. We did. And we also, or I had a full glass of wine before this we started my third doing cider, this. So. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, Catherine is at the hotel straightening her hair to get ready for the masquerade because she's trying to pass this Elena. And she finally caught on to the hair thing. Yes. And she finally did. So she invites Lucy to go to the masquerade with her as her date. Um, And Lucy's like, sure, I'll go. And then we cut to the Salvatores, where six people have assembled, all with the task of killing Catherine. Like, man, I hope to reach the stature someday where it takes a six-person hit squad to even come up with an idea of a way to kill me. I know. Preferably that squad would not include either of the Salvatores or Jeremy Gilbert, but hey. Yeah. I guess you gotta (laughs) deal with what you're dealt. And uh, Bonnie is the last one to show up, and they have to kind of twist her arm to join this party. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Bonnie walks in, and she's like, what's going on here? And Jeremy's like, planning to kill Catherine! (laughs) Like... He's, like, literally just walking past yeah. and offers that. Ugh, it's so annoying. And then Stefan's like, oh, wait, 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 let us explain. We're going to kill Catherine. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> and for some reason, Bonnie, like, has a problem with that. I know. It was weird. I feel like she's against killing, even if it's killing bad people. Like, she just doesn't want to be a part of it. I wonder if she knows about the deputies that Caroline killed or about Mason. I think they talk about having killed Mason in front of her, so she must know about that. Okay. I would think, I would assume she would have a problem with that, although she helped. Yeah, I don't know. By trying to lift that table <laughs> and giving him a thousand aneurysms. <laughs> Lifting the table was like a key component of that whole plan. Oh my god. Um... So, so yeah, then she's, they tell her, like, you know, it's the only way to keep people safe. What she did to Aunt Jenna was fucked up. Who knows who's next? Blah, blah, blah. Yes. So Alaric's there, and he pulls out his giant vampire attack, like, Oh, yeah, he packet. has all his weapons. Yeah, he has all of his weapons, and he's like, so this is what you use to stake someone in the back. And then he shows his, like, Spider-Man wrist shooter <laughs> that... Puts out like little stakes so that you can baby stakes, baby stakes, so you can throw them at somebody's head. You hide it in your sleeve. Mm-hmm. He's got his crossbow. He's got everything going on. So people are getting really into it. He's very Giles in this episode for you Buffy fans out there. Yeah, oh. it's just like a treasure trove of weapons, and he's teaching everybody how to use them. And weirdly, Stefan and Damon like don't know how to use anti-vampire weapons. I'm like, have you never fought a vampire before? You are vampires. I know, and they have fought vampires. Yeah. But it's always a close call with Stefan, at least. True. 
So they're, you know, scheming. We don't hear the whole plan, but uh, Stefan kind of pulls Bonnie aside to talk through how they can do it without anybody getting hurt. And Bonnie's like, well, I can do a spell to trap her somewhere away from people, like the tomb spell. Oh. And so she's reluctantly on board. Right. So I think after Bonnie agrees to the master plan, we hop back over to um, Elena and Jenna's house where Matt is still there for some reason. We're not sure why. I know. He's just creeping around and Elena is asking him, like, what are you up to for the rest of the day? And Matt's like, oh, you know, I have to go to the masquerade ball. And he asks Elena if she's going and she said no because she has all of this stuff going on with Stefan and they're just never going to work out and Matt gets all creepy and he's like you know I'm here for you always right yeah and they hug and in the scene he says something like I have something that I have to do oh yeah she's like what and he's like I can't say but I have to do it and we know that he's talking about having been compelled by Catherine to get Tyler to kill him. Oh, that's right. Elena's like, well, that's weird, but I'm not alarmed by that. I know. And I'm like, wasn't Matt supposed to be on Vervain too? Like, didn't they put him on Vervain after Caroline bit him in the woods? If they they didn't, then they should have. But they might have Maybe they just compelled him to forget it and didn't put him on Vervain. That would be very them. It would. I don't remember what happens next. <laughs> I think at Unless this it's point, like the party. Yeah, I think at this point we know that Elena's not going to the party. That's kind of the purpose of this scene and that Matt is. So I think then we cut to the party where the first scene is a fire jugglers out in the yard. The yard is literally full of carnies. <laughs> There's like fire eaters and people like who have the torches like on strings and they whoosh them around like they're at burning man (laughs) and then like people in oriental looking masks like greeting guests yeah it was bizarre very bizarre pick a theme it must have been really expensive i'm like they do so many parties every year like how rich are the lockwoods they're so rich they have a whole mansion and a bunch of money passed down from generations to generations because they were white slave owners oh that's true good call yep (laughs) So inside the house, uh, Mayor Carol Lockwood and Tyler are preparing, and they're in uh, R.I.P. Old Mayor Lockwood's study, mm-hmm. and they have this weird conversation where it's like, oh, we got to keep this room locked because your dad would hate if anybody came in here during the party. I'm like, he's dead. Yeah. You know, so who cares? His wishes don't <laughs> matter. Sorry, everyone. And then they continue having this conversation where it's like a really flirtatious vibe yes. between them, I thought. I was like, this is not a parent-child conversation. Like, mom is dusting off her, her son's sleeves and, like, straightening his tie and telling him how handsome he looks. And he's like, I'm sorry I've been such a dick lately. I mean, jerk. And he asks where Uncle Mason is or, like, if she's heard from him. And she's like, no, he's just too much of a, a free spirit. Unlike your dad, who was kind of a dick, I mean jerk, but I loved him. I know. It got really real. They both weird. said dick. And then... <laughs> How many times are you allowed to say dick on a teenage show? Because I think it was three times in this episode that somebody called somebody a dick. I know, and it caught me off guard every time. 
Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there usually is like a number limit of how many times you can say mild swears on TV, but... They're pushing it in this episode. So this is where Mary Carol Lockwood has my Ooh, my favorite line of the season, uh, or of the episode, probably not the season. <laughs> and she's like, well, we should probably get out to this masquerade party. It always was your dad's favorite, but I don't know what this has to do with homelessness. <laughs> Like, yes, girl, you're reading my mind right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a good point. Uh, did people have to pay to get there and they donated the money to homelessness? But if Mayor Carol Lockwood doesn't get it, then who does? Do they just all go there and be like, it's sad that people are homeless and that's how it's a charitable event? Oh, probably. Fuck. They're just like <laughs> sitting there feeling bad. But not really. No. Partying yeah. And you're partying. Right. And watching... People eat swords or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and then they head out into the party and Tyler's like, let's pretend to have fun. And Carol says she needs a cocktail. Yes. Like, I have another never identified with you more than in this moment, Carol. Yes. But it was a weird thing to say to your 16-year-old. True. But there are no healthy uh, family relationships in the Lockwood clan. Preach. And it's better than, like, beating him. You're right. We got to take what we can get for this kid. (laughs) So out in the party, um, we see Catherine and Lucy arrive. And everybody's wearing, like, the Mardi Gras-esque masquerade masks. Mm -hmm. And Catherine runs into Matt and he's like, hey, Lena, I thought you weren't coming. And she just, like, gets all up on him, like, you look so hot in a suit. I wish I could just rip your clothes off and ride your D. She kind of cuts herself off, before, like, halfway through that thought. Yeah. But that's where it was going. Totally. But then she starts menacingly compelling him again to go back over the plan that he's going to go at Tyler until he kills him. Yeah, and she, like, gets off on it a little bit because he's like, I'm going to get Tyler drunk. I'm going to fight him. I'm going to beat him till he snaps, and I won't stop till he kills me. Holy shit. And Catherine has one of my favorite lines in the episode. She says, God, you're hot. Now go away. (laughs) Yes, that was awesome. I'm like, I really want to say that to somebody in my life. I'm going to say that to Mike when I get home. Yes. Sorry, Mike. Spoiler alert. Actually, you will hear (laughs) this this after it happens. (laughs) I feel like that's Inception somehow. It is. I'm very concerned. I don't know where I am. (laughs) I'm in a snowfield with snoring Killian Murphy. (laughs) This top is spinning and I don't know why. So then we go back to the office because Tyler is still hanging out in there and we see our good pals Amy and Sarah and Matt's hanging out in there too. Yeah, And Tyler makes some comment like we really shouldn't be in here but apparently Matt instigated this party as part of the plan. Okay. And of course Amy and Sarah are there because apparently they're really into just Drinking hard liquor in, in this one room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it's they're... kind of like the party with uh, Jeremy last time, except Matt's there. Yeah, it's the same fucking thing. It's, like, it's so there's weird. a literal party happening, but somehow it's just the four of them doing yeah. shots together. And I think they're doing like shots of warm vodka, and they all do one, and none of them like shudder or anything. It's because it was water, man. It's so unrealistic. Come on. <laughs> Teenagers would be like, <sighs> if I was doing a vodka shot, I'd be like, Bleh. I still do. I've never, well, I'm, 
I've done vodka shots, but not recently. Just but like they're plain never vodka. Good. Yeah, like Ooh. and it, when it's warm, it tastes like yeah. the little swab they rub on your arm before you get a shot. <laughs> yeah, like if it was tequila, I'd be okay. But vodka tastes like poison if it's not mixed with something. It does. So Matt is starting to instigate shit. He is like I forget what it exactly he says. It's like, drinking is great. And he just starts pouring the vodka all over the floor. Yeah. Oh, my God. And Tyler's like, stop that. <laughs> and then he, Matt picks up a picture oh my God. of Tyler's dad. I think it's like a picture of him and Carol or something. Yeah. It's like, he looks like he could use a drink, too. And he starts pouring vodka on this picture. Oh, it was so real. I was like, man, Catherine did not compel him that specifically. Like, that was in Matt. <laughs> You're so right. That was 100% Matt. But it, it's starting to get Tyler pissed off, but he's been doing, like, his breathing exercises, so he's not flipping out yet. Mm-hmm. So while all the party is happening over in the office, um, Bonnie arrives at the party, and Unfortunately, she runs into Jeremy on her way in and Jeremy. Oh, wait, maybe. Maybe this happens earlier. I don't know. I'm sorry. But anyway, Jeremy asks what Bonnie's carrying and she's like, oh, hey, this is just my grimoire. Um, And then Jeremy's like, oh, yeah, you're a witch. 100 percent witch. Right. So cool. That is literally a quote of something that they wrote for Jeremy to say. Yeah. Um, He keeps saying stupid, like random things are cool. Like, that's a curse. Cool. (laughs) 100 percent witch. Cool. Yeah, so Bonnie's like, yeah, you know, I don't know all of them, but I try to only learn the good spells. Yeah, and my favorite part of the scene was that, like, they had upstairs to scope out what room they should trap Catherine in. Oh, yeah. And Jeremy just walks directly to one of the bedrooms and is like, this room should work. I was like, why is Jeremy so familiar with the Lockwood bedrooms? Oh, you're like, right. Like, what has been happening off screen? A lover's tryst with Tyler. Yes, and so I think then we go back to the Gilberts where Aunt Jenna is lying on the couch and complaining that she feels like an invalid, and mm-hmm. Elena is like, girl, you are, and gives her some tea, which probably has vervain in it. Yeah, and her they special don't, tea. Do they have, like, a new vervain plan for Aunt Jenna? Because Catherine got her off two different sources of vervain without anybody noticing. I don't know. How's Stefan's Etsy shop doing? I don't know. I didn't see any new gaudy jewelry, but uh, Alaric is there and they're all just going to watch TV tonight. And Alaric has been tasked with bathing, uh, babysit- bathing, <laughs> <laughs> babysitting Elena so that she doesn't uh, find out the kill Catherine plan because she's totally in the dark about all of this. Right. Because she is not with Stefan anymore. So she wouldn't want to talk to any of her other friends. Of course. Now that she's not with Stefan, she has nothing. Um, so the plan starts to foil slightly when Elena asks where Jeremy is and Aunt Jenna is like, oh, he's at the masquerade party. And Elena's like, Jeremy went to that? And Aunt Jenna's like, yeah, you know, it's really good for him to get out and have fun. So he's not so much of that emo thing. <laughs> she talks about emo like an old person. It was awesome. Yeah. And Elena's like, Jeremy would never go to something like that. Like, 
He's been hanging out with Tyler Lockwood for like the last three episodes. Where have you been? Yeah. She's been too wrapped up in her own shit. But she becomes very suspicious and corners Alaric and is like, what's going on? And Alaric tries to lie, but he's really bad at it. So she immediately figures out because he mentions that Stefan is at the party. Right. And that he was supposed to make sure Catherine didn't come after her. And so now she knows the plan and she's pissed. And she has one of my favorite lines of the episode here when she was like, Stefan would never go to the party. He only went to those parties for me. It's like, <laughs> damn girl. All right. Yeah, right. It's not always about you. I know. Oh, man. So back at the party, um, Bonnie and Jeremy have gone back downstairs for a phase two of the plan because they have the room already. And Bonnie, like feels a disturbance in the forest, a presence she has not felt since dot, dot, dot. And she's like, Jeremy, did you feel that? And he's like, oh, are you cold? She's like, no, I sense something. And she just goes up to Lucy, like, out of the blue. And is like, do we know each other? Yeah. And what I really, really, really wanted Lucy to say in this moment, but she sadly didn't, was... We don't all know each other. Oh my god. I knew you were gonna, that is exactly what I thought. I was like, wow, how racist. There's two black people at this party, so they must know each other. Come on, VD Diaries. Or V Diaries. Why do I keep doing that? But the fact is that she sensed that there was another witch, but she doesn't understand that yet. And Lucy's mm-hmm. like, I don't know anybody here. I'm just a plus one. And she just like flounces away. <laughs> yeah. And then... Suddenly, this strange cello-based female cover of Head Over Heels starts playing. (laughs) Oh my god, it Uh, does. And it makes me want to listen to the Tears for Fears version. And uh, we go outside where Catherine runs into Stefan. And, you know, she had asked him to bring the Moonstone tonight. And she's like, let's dance. And he's like, no way, David Bowie. And she's like, I'll kill people if you don't dance with me. And he's like, fine. Yeah. So he's making his sassy Stefan face as they start to dance. And they're going back and forth about, give me the moonstone. I'm not giving you the moonstone. Give me the moonstone. No, I'm going to kill someone. I'm not giving it to you. And so on and so on. And eventually... Amy just kind of crashes this party. She comes up and she's like, Elena, hey girl, I love your dress, love your outfit. And it's not really Elena. We know that it's Catherine and I know everyone's name. And then (laughs) fucking Catherine just grabs Amy and breaks her back. She's like paralyzed below the legs and then twists her more, now dead. Oh, R.I.P. Amy Bradley. You never even got to fuck Matt Donovan. Bless you. (laughs) Would you rather die or fuck Matt Donovan? I mean, if I can have five condoms, yeah, fuck Matt Donovan. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So yeah, she just murdered somebody in the middle of the party, and nobody notices Amy like falling to the ground. Yeah. I know. Because there's too many people, like, doing fire tricks around. (laughs) Everybody's distracted. There's too much going on. Yeah. And I kind of had this idea that Amy kind of maybe 
died because she acted really surprised when she was saying that Elena looked great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, you know, Catherine is identical to Elena, so she's like, oh, this bitch sounds surprised that I look nice. R.I.P. <laughs> See ya. Paralyzed. And now dead. Oh, man. So, Stefan's not really thrilled about that. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't remember if what like what order anything happens in from this point, but I know that that pretty soon after this, there's a scene where Bonnie and Jeremy are hanging out still. Yeah. And Jeremy's kind of grilling her about her powers, like, can you use magic to get A pluses on your homework? <laughs> so lame, Jeremy. Shut up. But then he has the most horrifying line of the episode. He's like. <laughs> Well, I would do, I would, if it were me, I'd want this kind of spell and this kind of spell and maybe like a sex spell or a spell for sex. And I'm like, are you implying that you want a spell to make people have sex with you? That is exactly what he was saying, Claire. I'm like, if I want, if I was inclined to give Jeremy the benefit of the doubt, which I'm not, I guess you could say that like he wants a spell to make him super good at sex. <laughs> But I really don't think that that was what was implied here. No, definitely not. Definitely not. And first of all, thanks for putting the mental image of Jeremy having sex in my head. It's been so long since he fucked Anna yes. that I've forgotten about his horrifying sexuality. And the stupid look on his face when he's trying to be sexy. Oh, I'm like, I honestly am like gagging a little bit. Yeah, it was horrible. And it's like... This is a perfect episode to watch in October. It's so spooky. <laughs> it is spooky. So Jeremy wants to learn a roofie spell. Uh, Bonnie thinks that's charming and laughs. And then I guess they spot Catherine and Jeremy goes over to do his bit. And I think somewhere in here there's a scene with Stefan and Damon up in the, the bedroom where Stefan's getting cold feet. Oh, yeah. I don't think that I remember the details of that too much, but pretty much they're like, we got to do this. Neither one of us could back out. And Stefan's like, I don't know. Amy already died. Like, this is getting pretty serious. I had to put her in the trunk and we'll take care of her later, but it could get worse. So Uh, I want to see the missing scene where Stefan brings (laughs) Amy's corpse from the middle of the party and puts it in the trunk of a car that is... Probably parked pretty near the house. Right? Give us a deleted scene, please. Like, even if he zoomed, there's no way nobody saw him. I know. Agreed. But he finally agrees to continue with the plan. And apparently the next phase involves Jeremy going up to uh, Lucy and Catherine, who are together again, and being like, Elena, hey... Oh, sorry, random lady, I don't know. Can I talk to my sister for a minute? Oh, yeah. And Catherine's like, ooh, I'm so good at playing Elena. I fooled her own brother. But immediately when Lucy leaves, he's like, I have a message from Stefan. Yes. Meet him by the lake in the woods. (laughs) He's, like, so excited to be part of this He is, and you can see it all over his face. He's, like, all proud. Ugh. Ugh, it's so stupid. And then Catherine is like, why did Damon and Stefan send you here to do their bidding or something? And he's like, because I'm not scared of you, Catherine. Um, she's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jeremy. That's exactly what I did too. 
The only reason that Jeremy is alive in this moment is that Catherine's probably saving him as like an ace in the hole in case things go really haywire. Agreed. And he should be scared of her. Yeah. The Gilberts have no sense of self-preservation. Nope. She says something about like, oh, the Gilbert men. So brave. How'd that turn out for your Uncle John? (laughs) Did they sew his fingers back up? Right. I forgot about that sick burn. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my God. Catherine, you cold girl. Yeah. So that was pretty great. Uh, I think we go back into the study then to catch up on the school party inside the party. Oh, they at the party, they having a good time. (laughs) Are Um, they? (laughs) No, they're not. So Matt, I think at this point, is just escalating his antics. So we know that he poured the booze on his dad, on Tyler's dead dad's picture, saying he wants a drink. And then he starts antagonizing Tyler even worse. He's like, what, man? Your dad was a total dick when he was alive. And then he goes over to Tyler and he's like, remember when he used to just like slap you around all the time? And then he like slaps him in the face. I'm just like, oh, my God. And Tyler's like, hey, man, listen, you need to calm your drunk ass down or something. Chill yourself. Yeah, chill yourself. Oh, my God. I really enjoyed after uh, Matt called the late Mayor Lockwood uh, a dick. Sarah's like, that's not cool. He's dead. <laughs> we needed that aside to let us know that it was offensive. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> oh, Sarah. Oh, girl. Oh. So then Matt just, like, is really trying to instigate. But Tyler, bless him, is trying to not make this a fight. I, like, almost started to like Tyler in this scene. He was trying really hard. He's like, I'm not going to fight you, dude. And yeah. Matt tackles from the ground and starts punching him in the face. But Tyler is still not doing anything because he's terrified of becoming a werewolf. He really doesn't want it to happen. Yeah. And he also probably doesn't want to beat the shit out of his best friend, although he it hasn't stopped him in the past. Yes, but now he's wise. Yeah. Two weeks so, later. And out in the party... Uh, Caroline hears their struggles. Does this happen before or after her part in the plan? This happens after her part in the plan. Okay, so before that happens, Caroline gets a text from Jeremy on her, like, really antiquated-looking cell phone. (laughs) It's like, your turn. Oh, I must have been drinking my wine during that moment. I didn't see the text. But that makes more sense for what else is about to happen because I was surprised at how this situation ended up. Um, So Caroline is kind of hanging out towards the entrance of the party and her dress is super cute and she looks so good. Um, And Catherine comes up to Caroline and she pretty much just starts like choking her out. So much choking on this show. Yes. Do you think that people who have like breathplate fetishes watch this show and jerk off to it probably they could just watch the whole thing they wouldn't even have to like fast forward to like certain scenes yeah i have the vampire diaries um totally so she's choking her out and Catherine like wants to know what's up so she's like why did they send jeremy to lure me to the lake with stefan and damon i was like good job seeing through that and Caroline is, like, really scared. She, like, starts crying, and she kind of fesses up pretty easily. So Catherine's like, where is the moonstone? And Caroline says, Bonnie has it. And she Um, also confesses that they're trying to kill her. Yes. Catherine's like, no doy. What else is new? (laughs) I know. 
So yeah, she says Bonnie has the Moonstone upstairs. And we know that the real plan is to lure Catherine upstairs. Right. So she can get trapped in the closet. And it's strangely working. And I think... Yes. I think, uh, like, intercut with this, Elena shows up at the party and she, like, sees Jeremy. She, like, saw Jeremy talking to Catherine. Oh, yeah. And as soon as she walks away, she grabs Jeremy and is like, what the hell? <laughs> What's going on here? What don't I know? Right. And he's like, geez, Elena. I'm being a man. We're going to kill Catherine. I'm going to kill her. I'm instrumental in this plan. Nobody wants Jeremy around in any plan. It's true. But she's mad. She doesn't like that this is happening. But it's going on without her because I guess if she's not dating Stefan, she has no say in anything. True, right? That's her only agency. So meanwhile, Caroline brings Catherine upstairs and Catherine's like, which room is it? And Caroline's like, <laughs> it's that one. Why? I don't want to be involved in any of this. Why, yep. why, why? And Catherine goes into the room and then Caroline just starts LOLing. Yes. Oh my God. This was so, so good. She's like, oh, I got you. And she just starts laughing. She's like, and... I didn't think that I could fool you, but I did. <laughs> you dumbass. Uh, it's so good. So what's happened here is that Bonnie has bewitched the room so that Catherine can't leave it. So Actually, no vampires can leave it. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. And then Stefan emerges from the shadows and is like, hey, girl. Mm-hmm. And Caroline kind of pieces out. And Stefan is holding a stake. And Catherine's like, oh, you really think you can kill me with that? And he's like, uh, no, probably not. And then Damon emerges from the bathroom, like, holding a, what looks like a rocket launcher, but it launches stakes, I guess. He's like, oh, but he could. And Damon shoots her in the back with a stake. But he misses her heart by a lot. Yeah. So I don't know if he was aiming to kill. If he was, he really needed to spend some more time with Alaric learning the weaponry. I know. But you, like, gasped really dramatically at this part because... There's a sneak twist that suddenly Elena starts bleeding from the same oh, place. Oh, that's right. Yes. I was like, what was the sneak twist? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we pop back out as soon as that happens um, to the outside. And Elena just starts straight up bleeding from the back profusely. And then we cut back to Damon again. And he's like stabbing her in the arm. And then Elena starts bleeding from the arm. So all of the injuries that are being applied to Catherine are rendering themselves in Elena. And I'm just like, what is Elena? Some like weird mini clone of Catherine and they're bonded physically. And I'm so fucking confused. Well, this really reminded me of a classic horror film that you should all watch in honor of Halloween month. I know who killed me. Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen that. Starring Lindsay Lohan and Lindsay Lohan. You don't know this movie? It was like her trying to like shake her Disney image. Oh. It was like a big deal at the time because one of the two characters she plays is a stripper. Whoa. (laughs) So it's like one of the worst movies ever, but it's really (laughs) unintentionally hilarious. So the basic plot is that Lindsay Lohan and Lindsay Lohan were twins separated at birth, just like in the parent. Of course. And one of them is, like, a high school student, and the other one is an underage stripper. Good lord. And they are not only twins, they are, sorry, spoiler alert, 
quote unquote stigmatic twins. Oh, that. So it's, I forget like exactly what happens. I haven't watched it in a long time, but it comes out that stigmatic twins means that if one of them gets hurt, the other gets hurt in the same way. And so it ends up with like getting a finger cut off and like losing a leg and all this bullshit. Whoa. <laughs> but it that just reminded me of it. I feel like we need to watch this. Yeah, we definitely should one. have like a spooky movie party and, yes, and watch I'm, that. I'm in. It's so bad. But, <laughs> <laughs> yes, so she is now Catherine's stigmatic twin, and Stefan and Damon don't know that this is happening. Like, Elena's down in the yard with Jeremy and Bonnie, and Bonnie's like, Jeremy, you need to go up and tell them to stop. But in the meantime, they're having, like, a straight-up brawl. Yeah, I wrote vampire fight scene. Yeah. And it Catherine is a badass in this. Like, yeah. her fighting skills are off the charts. She, like, catches a stake that Stefan shoots out of his little sleeve holster <laughs> and throw it, like, chucks it back at him. And she's, like, bending Damon's own stake back towards his heart. And they're just throwing each other around the room. And finally, Stefan, like, pins her on the ground and Damon's about to stab her through the heart. But uh-huh. Jeremy comes and is like, stop! Stop! What you're doing is hurting Elena! And for some reason, Damon stops even before he hears the Elena part. I'm like, are you just, like, a, like weak to Gilberts in general? Like, Probably. What's happening here? But he does not kill her, and therefore Elena. And Catherine gets this look on her face like, yeah, you think I don't also have a witch? Mine's better than yours. <laughs> yeah, my witch is better than yours. Whew. And they... Tell Jeremy, like, hey, go back down and make sure Elena's okay. And I'm like, shouldn't one of you go down and just give her some blood? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, yeah. Like, good what point. is Jeremy going to do? I keep forgetting about these, like, extra vampire rules that none of them pay attention to because they don't have any continuity in the show. Yeah. So some at some point in this scene, Damon calls Catherine an evil slut vampire, which pissed me off. Mm-hmm. I think it's when she's like, I'm here again. It's just like old times. There's the brother that um, loved me too much. There's the brother that loved me not enough. And then Damon says, and there's the vampire who only loves herself. And then he calls her a slut. And it's gross. And then she just keeps asking them for the moonstone. (laughs) Just every other uh, sentence in this room is like, where's the moonstone? And then she starts like, stabbing herself in the palm and threatening to stab herself in the stomach. Oh, yeah. Because, like, she'll heal, but Elena won't necessarily. And so they're like, wait, wait, fine, okay, Mm -hmm. we'll talk. And Catherine is really, does this really creepy thing in this scene where she's like, what else should I do to Elena? Hey, Damon, why don't you kiss me? She'll feel that. Yeah. I'm like, are you basically asking Damon to spookily rape Elena? I know. That was like a very weird thing. It was really gross. This it was. episode was rapey. It was. In like really like insidious ways. But uh, meanwhile, down in the yard, <laughs> Elena's still bleeding and Jeremy comes on. He's like, here, wear my ring. Because then if she dies from her wounds, she'll come back. But she's like, no, I just care that you're safe. I'm like, he's not in danger. I right know. Now. Exactly. Just put on the ring and give it back to him tomorrow. <laughs> I know. I was thinking the same thing. It's like, Stop being so fucking dramatic, Elena. Just wear the gaudy ass ring. 
Like Gilbert's always are trying to die. I know. They've got, again, no sense of self-preservation whatsoever. I would almost say to the point of it being an active death wish. Yeah. Uh, but she's being all like, oh, no, keep your naughty ass rain. You're more important. We have to protect you. And Bonnie is like, well, I don't know how to break the spell, but I can make it hurt less. Oh, yeah. And so she, like, grabs Elena's arm and starts yammering. But then... <laughs> I forget, like, how, how this gets triggered, but she, like, finds out that the lady she ran into earlier was a witch. And she's like, oh, wait, I gotta go find her. <laughs> yeah. So she leaves Elena in pain and tells Jeremy to, like, apply pressure to yeah, he's like, one of her wounds. Touch her shoulder, peace. <laughs> so I think now is when Caroline is back downstairs and she overhears the brawl happening in the study. Right. And, like, once they start truly fighting, like, when Matt tackles him, Sarah, like, backs away and you think she's going to do the sensible thing and, like, get out of that situation. But she mm-hmm. just, like, stands on the edge of the room, like, watching. Yeah, I thought she was going to go get, like, an adult or something. Or just, like, leave so she doesn't have to deal. But uh, Caroline hears what's happening, and she runs in, and she pulls uh, Matt off of Tyler and, like, keeps them apart, but Matt is not giving up. And then probably the most satisfying moment that I could possibly imagine. Yes. She just, like... Does a fist and follow quickly by an elbow right in Matt's face and knocks him unconscious. And I'm like, yes, finally. I know. I felt like this almost washed away all of like the times that Matt was such a dick to her and she was like so apologetic and she just fucking knocked him out. It was the best. It was amazing. So I think after she knocks Matt out, um, she turns to Tyler, right? Is Tyler still going after her? I don't know how all... I can't remember the details of how all of this goes down. Um, well, then Tyler's just kind of staring dumbfounded at Caroline. Yeah. And Caroline's like, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> and then slowly, like, Sarah stumbles into the frame and is like, if Matt fails, I must take his place. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So she's been compelled somehow. Um and then Tyler pushes her away. Because she stabs him in the shoulder with, like, scissors Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, that's what it is. And he's like, what the fuck? And, like, knocks her away. Yeah. So he wasn't even, like, trying. He was just trying to, like, get her away from him. Um, but on the way down, Sarah, like, hits her head on his dad's desk or some shit. Yeah. And, and uh, apparently her head was very fragile. Yeah. Because she's dead. She's dead. I know. Last week was a foreshadowing. Or two weeks ago or whenever that was. So both Amy and Sarah bit it in this episode. It has a high body count. It does. Wow. And Tyler's freaking out and starts like making Hulk noises. He's like, ah, no, no. <laughs> and Caroline's just calmly standing there like, Tyler, what's happening? Like, and he's like, you have no idea what this means. Yeah. And Caroline just decides to just go there and she's like, actually, I think I do. Has your wound healed yet? Damn, girl, you cold. And he like looks at his wound and it's all healed because now he's a werewolf and he heals really fast. And then he like kind of like starts to snarl a little bit and he gets that werewolf eyes and looks at yeah. Catherine or Caroline <laughs> and it's just, ugh. So he's like, how do you know? Yeah. And she just like looks at him wryly. And at no point in this scene does Tyler question why Sarah stabbed him out of nowhere. Yeah, true. 
<laughs> so he just accepts it as something that happened. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So then we go back up to the room where uh, Stefan and Damon and Catherine are hanging out. And somebody mentions, like, at some point, or, or I think Bonnie tells, or Jeremy tells Elena, like, oh, Stefan and Damon are are okay, but they're still trapped up there with Catherine, which is how we know that the spell works on all vampires. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. So they're trying to figure out from her what the uh, Moonstone is for, like why she wants it. Stefan puts together the Lego pieces and realizes that Catherine originally gave it to George Lockwood. Which we saw, like, the flashbacks when she was telling the story to Stefan, but apparently she just said she gave him something important, so he oh. didn't know this whole time that it was the Moonstone, which seems weird. I couldn't follow what was happening in this part. Yeah. And it, like, wasn't clear from that flashback episode that that was the case. Uh-huh. It just seemed kind of stupid to me. But... <laughs> so what does that mean? Well, he is like, oh, you gave the moonstone like as leverage that's how you got him to reach your plan and he was like so in 1864 you faked your death like who are you running from oh yeah she is evasive about it and changes the subject to in 1987 i saw (laughs) you and you were in chicago at a concert of all places yeah, you and were she, with Lexi. That wench Lexi, as she calls oh, her. Oh, harsh. And she was like, and you were dancing all night watching Bon Jovi. <laughs> like, did you also watch him have the three with, with Bon Jovi and Lexi? He, she totally did. That's why she brought it up. She's she, jealous. She mentions that throughout the years, she's checked in on Stefan. And Damon's just standing there like, what am I, chopped liver? Right. So that's another blow to Damon's ego. It really is. She was is. so obsessed with Stefan that even though she was running away from somebody, she was popping up and looking in on him. And Stefan's like, again, who are you running from? And she just looks at him and mouths, I love you all sexily. Uh, <laughs> and she's just not going to answer the question. No. And I think then we go back to the party where Bonnie has tracked down Lucy. Yes. So... Is this when they meet in, like, the dining room or whatever, and they run into each other? Um, And Lucy pretty much looks at Bonnie, and she's like, I should have known that I was going to run into a Bennett here. Um, And Lucy asks Bonnie, like, to hand over the moonstone. Because she touches her arm and senses that she has it on her. Oh, yes, as witches do, of course. Um, So... Bonnie is pretty much playing hardball and she's like, listen, I'm not leaving this room until you reverse the spell that makes all of the um, physical wounds on Catherine show up on Elena. And she's also like, how do you know who I am? (laughs) That too. Yes, it's a little creepy. But then they like grasp arms and Lucy is like, give me the moonstone. Do you feel that? You can trust me. Yeah. And like, What kind of fucking witchcraft is Lucy doing on Bonnie right now? I know. I was very worried and very skeptical because Lucy was with Catherine. Yeah. And she. Well, we don't really see what happens then. Uh, we're kind of left on a cliffhanger. But mm-hmm. we go back upstairs where the party is still happening, they're all arguing about the moonstone, and then Lucy shows up and she's holding it. And she's like, Catherine, I got it. Yeah. And I'm like, damn it, what did she do to Bonnie? I know, I was real worried for a second. Even though Bonnie's been annoying, I didn't want her to die. Mm-mm. But something is going on with the moonstone. Yep. 
because Lucy hands it to Catherine and Catherine holds it in her hand and then she just starts choking really bad, like choking and gagging and like writhing on the ground. So there's something like wrong with the moonstone. Yes, clearly there's some kind of spell that was put on it. Mm-hmm. And Lucy is like, you should have told me there was another witch involved and not just a witch, but a Bennett witch because she's feeling witch solidarity. Yeah. And Catherine is now incapacitated. And that was a pretty cool twist. It was. It was really good. There were so many twists in this episode. Like, yeah. I could have not predicted pretzel. it. <laughs> it was. Uh, so while all of those shenanigans are going on upstairs, we pop back down to the office where Sarah is just laying cold <laughs> dead. And, and I had, we... like, by that point, forgotten that Sarah had yes. died. I was like, oh, right. Yeah, I think you said when we were watching it, you're like, oh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> And Carol Lockwood is there, and Caroline's like, she was drunk and dancing, and she tripped. It was an accident. Yeah, and and I just kept on thinking about how Carol was so worried about Tyler having the party at the swimming hole, because they would be liable if anything happened. Right. So she's probably freaking out right now. I know. So like, it was a terrible accident. A tragic accident. And she calls uh, good old Sheriff Forbes over. Yeah, but she's like, Caroline, she's going to want to hear it from you. So you stay here with the corpse. I know. That was weird. I felt like that she was being sketchy here and like using Caroline to protect Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. And Tyler's still freaking out. And Caroline's like, listen, uh, I sent Matt out to his car to, you know, calm down and sober up. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell my mom it was an accident. Like, it's going to be okay. And he's like, why are you doing this? Why are you helping me? And she's like, I'm just fixing a serious problem. Yeah. So she isn't saying anything about, like, the fact that she's a vampire or how he knows she knows that he's a werewolf, but he is a little bit suspicious. Yeah, for sure. And also, like, these two characters have never liked each other or really spent time together, so it's kind of weird that she would want to help him. It is, especially since Tyler was a dick to her the whole time that her and Matt were dating. Yeah. So we don't get to see her explain it to Sheriff Forbes. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> and we then go back out to the party where Bonnie has chased down Lucy and been like, how did I know that I could trust you? Like, what the hell? I know. This was my favorite moment of the episode. So um, Lucy starts going on about how she's so-and-so's daughter who's so-and-so's cousin who was aunt of Cheryl. Sheila. Sheila. Sheila, so they're related. Sheila That's 1969. Grams. Sheila 1969. Yes, girl, RIP. So they are like distant cousins. Yeah. From the Bennett bloodline. And so that's how, like, Bonnie felt a family trust vibe when they touched. Yes, right. And Lucy's like, thank you so much. Like, I owed Catherine a debt because she saved my life, but I'm going to stay out of this vampire shit now. Mm-hmm. And Bonnie's like, wait, I have so many questions. How do I stay out of this vampire stuff? Like, I, I don't want it. And she's like, you're a good witch, unlike me. So you need to be right in the middle of it. I like, know. No, you don't. You need to, like, move to California. Yeah, and, and like, get away from all of this bullshit. And, like, join the cast of Gossip Girl instead. <laughs> but she's like, you haven't seen the last of me. Bye, Bonnie. Yeah, then she does, like, a sassy drive away. It was... And she calls her cuz because white people wrote this. Yes. Ugh, you're right. I know. So problematic. Yeah. And it's... then 
Unfortunately, Jeremy, Jeremy is walking up. by at this point. Hey, Bonnie, you need a ride home. <laughs> and she's like, when did you get your license? I'm like, good point. He probably doesn't have one. He's just a rebel. <laughs> and he's like, uh, Bonnie, I'm not a kitten anymore. Blah. And then me and Claire looked at each other and shook our heads and started throwing up everywhere. And Bonnie was like, oh, well, I guess I could use a ride. And they walk off together. Oh my god, please, please don't let Bonnie and Jeremy get together. I can't handle it. The bombing would be eternal. So then, (laughs) Stefan walks outside, and he walks up this, like, really weird little (laughs) slope. Yeah. Where Elena is standing at the edge of what is clearly a man-made pond. Like, lake pond. Yeah, it, it was like... It was a so pool, weird. but a pond. It was, it was very like weird. obviously nothing in this set was real. Yeah, or if it was, they chose a really weird location. And Stefan's like, Catherine's really gone. I was so worried about you. And he's like stroking her face, but she's like, uh, actually, yeah. She's like, sorry, Stefan, but Catherine being gone doesn't really change anything for me. Um, I need to know that I'm safe. I need to know that my family is safe. And that's why we can't be together. It's like, like, you didn't need to know they were safe before. I know. It's like, this felt like a cop out of the show for me because yeah, I feel like they're trying to create drama. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not that I want them to be together, but. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So Stefan's like, I understand. I would be pissed. He's he's like, I just came up with this grand scheme to kill Catherine so we could be together, and now you can't even give me a reasonable explanation. Like if I feel like she wanted to break up with Stefan for another reason, but she's just not telling him. Perhaps, or she's just being a dramatic teen. That too. But we see. At first, I was like, wait, Catherine's gone. Like, what happened off screen? And what happened off screen was that they took her down into the tomb. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Which is now re-spelled. Oh, Courtesy of Bonnie. And so Catherine's in there with the moonstone. And she tries to get out, and she can't. And Damon comes up and is like, oh, hi. You're (sighs) back. You're in here where you should have been all this time. Ha, ha, ha. And Catherine starts begging him, like, no, you have to let me out. Like, don't do this to me. Elena's in danger. Yeah, she's pulling out all the stops. She's like, I'm her doppelganger. I have to protect her. And what she says is she's the doppelganger. She must be protected. Oh, okay. So there's something weird there. Yeah. But Damon's like, that's bullshit. And he closes the pentagram door in her face. Yeah. Punches the stones. He's like, you need me. You need me. It's very good acting. By it Nina was. Nora. I like, was. Her this snarling like, scream was very not Elena. Yeah. It was super intense. Yeah. Um, and this is where I was like, get your top hat on, girl. You're going for a ride. Yeah. Steph said that and I basically died laughing. <laughs> because we remember that. The first time we opened the tomb, one of the skeletons was wearing a top. Hat. It was the Monopoly man. Oh my god, he had been in there for a hundred years and didn't take off his top hat after all of his skin went, rotted from his face. He escaped from the tomb and then went to the Equifax hearing. 
That reference is going to age really well. So timely. I love it. So, yeah, she's stuck in that tomb, and uh, she can't get out, and maybe she's going to desiccate like all them other vampires. The tables have turned. I know. If I know Catherine, she'll weasel her way out. Ugh. Weasel her way out. Well, we shall see. Yep. So, this whole time, we kind of forget that Elena recently was spookily stabbed in multiple places and they give some hand wavy explanation like bonnie accelerated her healing or something like since when is that one of bonnie's powers and why didn't she do that in that one scene earlier but elena is like walking down the driveway talking to somebody on the phone and is like oh you know i'm feeling better i don't think i need to go to the hospital my god and then a, a creepy figure in a mask Starts sneaking up behind her and grabs her, puts his hands over his mouth, over her mouth, and drags her off. Oh my god! And that's the end of the episode because we needed one last thing in this episode in which multiple people died, <laughs> like witches changed alliances. <laughs> oh my gosh! In the mask, Tyler became a were- werewolf. Right. This is the most action-packed episode. Ever. And that's really saying something. It it really is. Definitely my favorite episode, but definitely the scariest because the guy who was wearing that mask was really scary. Yeah, it was creepy. And that's quite a cliffhanger. Elena has now been kidnapped. I feel like that hasn't happened since uh, Anna and Ben of the Mystic Girl, which is a long time for her to go without being in the damsel in distress. I know, it was like at least a month. Although who the fuck knows how long... How much time has passed? <laughs> it was so true. It could have been five years. So yeah, Lena's been kidnapped by a carny. Uh, Tyler's a werewolf. Amy Bradley and Sarah are dead. Matt probably is going to have some confusion when he wakes up <laughs> from being elbowed in the face by Caroline. Oh, best moment. Give that girl an Emmy. Catherine's trapped in the tomb. A lot of shit has happened. This was quite... An action-filled episode, and I happen to know something is happening in the next episode uh, that I'm very excited about. Ooh. And yeah, I enjoyed it. Me too. This is, I think, my favorite episode so far. It's definitely up there. So, who do you want to punch? There's so many people. I think I need to go with the obvious and pick... Jeremy. Because <laughs> you forgot him last week. Yes, because I forgot him last week. And also, he was fucking insufferable in this episode. Yeah. You're a 100% witch? Cool. Aztec curse? Cool. And the fact that he has no fear of Catherine is just so ridiculous. And this is kind of a shout out to why are men but again it's just showing that these mediocre white men have no sense of where they actually are in the world mm-hmm. so the like fact he is at the bottom of the food chain but yes. he thinks he's a shark exactly he's a logan fell in the flesh um and he i mean on top of being super annoying like i mean maybe it was just that he was super annoying but i just couldn't deal with him yeah and he was hitting on Bonnie. That's yeah. the other thing that really got, the got me going. I know. How dare you? 
Oh, I'm not a kid anymore, Bonnie. I have a fully functioning penis, and I want to do magic to it. And I want to do sex spells. Oh, my God. Gross. So gross. So childish. You are literally the worst. Yep. Who do you want to punch, Claire? I feel like I can't get too enthusiastic about it this week, because in the grand scheme of things, I want to punch Catherine. Yeah. Because she killed Amy and by proxy Sarah, and she basically fucked up Tyler's life. Yeah. And I thought it was really awesome when she was beating up both Stefan and Damon. Yeah, that was but pretty cool. I think she should murder fewer people. Mm-hmm. That's my professional opinion. <laughs> uh, she was acting very much like early season one Damon, just like killing people left and right for her own weird plans. Uh,. I'm glad that she got better at at least looking like Elena. That was nice. Yes, that was a great move. I didn't like that she tried to get Damon to kiss Elena through her. That was creepy and rapey. That was very rapey. Oh. And I don't like that she didn't give us details of Stefan's three-way with Bon Jovi and Lexi. I know. So I want to punch There's her so for many, that. Most so of many all, I want to punch her for that. <laughs> there were only so many people who were present for that three-way. <laughs> yeah. Only four. <laughs> And Lexi's dead. Catherine is a watcher. We've just learned. Yep. Bon Jovi was probably, like, high on cocaine, so he doesn't remember. I don't want to kink shame Catherine, but if you're going to be a watcher, the other party should be aware. I think that's fair. Yeah. It's all about consent. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, even in a very Wireman-heavy episode, I wanted to punch a woman. That's weird. No, it's fair. Catherine did a lot of shit. Yeah. I feel like some of our most often guilty parties were not as bad as usual in this episode. Like, Matt was a little bit dickish to Caroline, but Uh not super over the top. Like, Tyler was kind of sympathetic. He was. That kind of annoyed me because I really don't want to be sympathetic with Tyler, but it's hard. Yeah. Well, he's going through some shit. Yeah. And he just killed somebody by accident and turned into a werewolf. (laughs) <laughs> but there was, as we've discussed already, a lot of rapiness. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, we can just talk about Jeremy and his sex spells in this, but I would rather not. Yeah, we already <laughs> talked about that too much. Another thing that bothered me if we're talking about Matt Donovan was the way that he is with Elena and the way that he mm. is with Caroline. Two exes. Yes, two exes but he's there like taking care of aunt jenna and then he's telling elena if there's anything you need i'll be here for you and the timing is really suspicious because elena has just broken up with Stefan. exactly and he's newly single Uh uh-huh so i feel like he's like taking advantage of elena's like vulnerability after coming off of a breakup and i think uh, I, i don't know I almost can't, like, say exactly what's wrong with it, but why would you treat your girlfriend so differently than you treat Elena? Yeah. And it makes me think of, like, some of the current discourse about creepy men being predators that, like, sometimes it's really insidious. It's just, like, standing too close or, like, inserting yourself in a situation, like, Men being men is not always like, I jump out of the bushes and rape you. Yeah. It's like, I exert 
my male power in situations to try to get what I want. And this is like a really small scale instance of it, but it's like, can we trust Matt when he's acting this way towards somebody in the guise of being platonic when there's like this very subtle sexual overtone? Yeah, I think that that's like a really great point that you've just made. And I think that you articulated what I was like having trouble Mm-hmm. kind of coming to a conclusion with well all this harvey weinstein bullshit has been sending me down memory lane of times when i've like had the sense that a man was like on the verge of trying something and i mm-hmm. had to like extricate myself even though literally nothing happened yeah and it's like you have that sense yeah you like have to have been trained by life to sense when somebody might be a threat to you mm-hmm. and it's like from the outside it's like what what's the big deal he was just like standing next to you and like i just sense that he was trying to work up to touching me and I didn't want that to happen yeah Uh, yeah and you're usually right instincts are usually right I know and the thing that's so scary is that I feel like at the same time that we grow to recognize those situations that we're put in society tells us that they're not true so a lot of times when you are in a situation that's dangerous to you you're like wait is this really happening or yeah, like guess yourself yeah exactly i mean i don't want to get too heavy but whatever <laughs> this episode is like two hours already so we'll keep going um i was so i used to take the 147 bus a lot um so this is a bus in chicago that goes from the north side to downtown and I was on the bus one time and that bus would get so, so crowded. Like people like pressed up against each other. But there was this guy, I was probably like 18 or 19, who was just like rubbing his dick on me. And it was such a bummer. But like while it was happening, I like panicked and then froze. And I was like, oh, it's just because the bus is really crowded. And like, I can't believe. So eventually, like I was able to move. But that's. This is something that has just like stuck with me because I know that I know now that that's what he was doing. But like in the moment, I was like so scared and like shocked that I couldn't like I almost couldn't like come to terms with it. And like it like I'm fine. Like these things are fucking horrible and they're a symptom of our society. But it just sucks that this is what we have to deal with. I don't know if I've told this story on here before, so it's shut me up if I have, but something similar. I was at a concert when I was 14, and I was there with my older sister, mm-hmm. and this guy in the crowd was standing behind us, and he grabbed both of our asses at various points. Oh my god. And I had no fear of anything when I was 14, because I was so young, mm-hmm. so I just like grabbed his hand and yanked it off and turned around and stared him in the eyes like, what the fuck is your problem? That's and then awesome. he grabbed it again with this, like, smug look on his face. So I had to do it again. And then he finally moved on, and I saw him doing it to somebody else. Ugh. But after that, like, even though I had been like, oh, I'm going to take care of this, like, I was really shaken. Yeah. Because, like, I barely, like, even knew what sex was at that point. I was very sheltered. Uh-huh. But later in that show, there was a guy standing behind me. And I have no idea to this day if this is what was happening or not, but I had the, like, I didn't even, I barely even knew what a boner was, mm-hmm. but I had this feeling that there was a boner poking me in the back. Mm-hmm. I have no idea if it was true or not, but I just, like, had that, this feeling that that was what was happening. And I was trying to, like, arch my back away from it, but it was, like, such a yeah. dense crowd. And 
I to this day have no idea, but it's like you have to question like is what I think is happening happening cuz mm-hmm. people men will try to get away with shit and they often do. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's such a hard circumstance and I think that the more that we're like willing to have these conversations um and willing to like bring light that this shit happens every day yeah. all the time. And I wish I could go back and be like, this dude is touching me. Like, make space. This guy is assaulting me on this fucking bus. Yeah. Um, I think that if it happened now, I would be able to recognize the situation and speak up against it. But, but you never know until you're in that moment. True. Like, you're right. You can think that you'll do all of these things. Mm-hmm. But in a situation where there's any, like room for even the slightest doubt do you want to be the person who like yells on a bus that somebody's rubbing their dick on you and it's like a misunderstanding <laughs> yeah <laughs> no you don't and that's like what you don't do do don't and then do there's it. always a doubt like what is he gonna do if i call this out yeah like, you never fucking know it sucks out there it does this it's is hard. a very real wire men but it's been a very very real wire men week it has Shout out to Ben Affleck and Matt Damon for being fucking assholes Ugh. slash sexual predator predators slash sexual predator protectors. I know. So yeah, good times. It's the world that we live in. How about them vampire diaries? Yeah. So. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, on the topic of sex, who should have done it? <laughs> what a grace. Not Jeremy and Bonnie. Not that was like my only request. Please, not Jeremy and Bonnie. Um, I had like prior to later revelations in the episode, I was all ready to say Lucy and Bonnie. Yeah. Oh wait, Lucy and Bonnie. Yeah. I was thinking Lucy and uh, Catherine at the beginning. I thought there was some flirting there. I felt like Uh maybe they have done it. Yeah. I, I was getting like a vibe between them, and I guess they're related. But it seemed I didn't track exactly what the relationship was. Like maybe they're distant enough cousins that it wouldn't be gross. <laughs> but at the same time, maybe not. Yeah, like they're related enough that they feel a special magical familial bond. Yeah. So I had to revise that. That's fair. So not them. I feel like Catherine was super horny in this episode. Like she was saying how hot Matt was. Like four times in yeah. one scene she was talking about how sexy Stefan looked in his suit and then she was like damn it how did you get so hot and I was like she's just calling everybody hot and she is so thirsty and I guess since Mason died she hasn't been getting any I guess yeah maybe she would have chilled a little bit if she had gotten laid so I think like Catherine and literally anybody who consented to sleep with Catherine knowing that it was Catherine and not Elena <laughs> that's a good choice <laughs> you're right she was thirsty she really was. That is a good one. I would pick Catherine and Lucy because I thought that they were like former lovers when they were in the hotel room. Yeah. Um, she was like, don't ever sneak up on a vampire and was choking her or Catherine was choking Lucy for a change. Um, <laughs> so there was, I felt like there was a little bit of sexual tension there. Yeah. And Lucy was like, never attack a witch. Yeah, it was flirty. So they seemed like they had a sort of, not equal power dynamic, but closer than most people have with Catherine. Yeah. Like she owed Catherine something, but they could probably have like had a fairly fair fight between them if it came to it. I think so. 
And she did take Catherine down at the end of the episode. Holla! That moonstone spell the best. So what bothered me here is that we didn't find out what the moonstone, like why Catherine wanted the moonstone, right? Yeah, like early in the episode when she's first talking to Lucy, Lucy's like, so what do you want with it? You're going to break the spell? But Catherine is still playing coy, so we don't even know what spell she's referring to. Yeah. And we don't know if that's accurate. So it's still a mystery what Catherine wants the Moonstone for, or what the Moonstone even fucking does in the first place. (laughs) Aside from, according to Isabel's notes, stealing the werewolf curse. Yeah. But we know that that's from Aztec legend, so it has to be true and cool. Yep. (laughs) Hashtag Aztec thing. So, yeah, we are, you know, waiting to find out what happens to Elena after the episode ended. Beth is like, oh, I wish we were doing a double feature. I know, but it's too late. It's my bedtime. It's a weeknight. It's 8.51. (laughs) I was in bed by this time last night. I love sleeping. Yeah. So we'll just have to hang on and, and find out what is the meaning of the episode title, Rose. Where is Elena? How... Freaked out on a scale of 10 to a million, will Stefan be? It's going to be interesting. It is. I can't wait till we're here again. So in the meantime, if you want to tell some of your own Wireman stories in, in the spirit of the week, if you want to chime in with any thoughts on anything or just tell us how great we are, you can mystic follow us on Twitter at the VD Diaries. Hit us up on Facebook. Just search The Vampire Diaries Diaries. You could also find us on Instagram at the underscore VD underscore Viaries underscore the podcast. Did I say Viaries? I think so. You said something. I said something. You guys get it. Um, we would also love it if you listen to us either on iTunes or on SoundCloud. And we love getting new reviews. Yes, we got a new rating this week. So thank you, whoever that was. But you didn't write a review. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, but thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> Thanks, but we're not going to shout you out by name because we don't know what your name is. Oh, it's so sad. How can you have the glory of having been mentioned on this podcast if you don't leave us a review? I know. Do you know how famous you would be right now? Yeah. Literally, like, 30 people listen to this podcast. (laughs) But we love you all and we we appreciate it. Um, You know, this podcast honestly is, like, one of my favorite parts of my week, and I love being able to, like, put it out there, and mm-hmm. I really feel like we have some followers who listen to us, and I feel like we've bonded with them. I don't know. I know. Maybe I'm just getting emotional. I love our followers. Me too. You guys warm my heart. Same season. And I barely have a heart, so that's quite an accomplishment. <laughs> so, everybody stay safe out there. If you see a man acting like a creep... <laughs> Elbow him in the face like Caroline. Yes, you can do it. I love that you said amen. You like a creep. It's so good. Did I? Yes. I blame it on the the burn in the middle of my tooth gap. (laughs) So careful when you're eating pizza, guys, or else you might speak with a slight lisp for a while. Words to live by. And you can't even say mozzarella. Mozzarella. Mozzarella.